But it's good. I don't always have a soft answer. Guy gave me, he was in front of me, and, and uh, he, he was upset, and uh, he told me that I was handing out tracks, and he said, don't put one in that mailbox. And um, he was on the other side of the road doing somebody's yard. And I said, okay. So I went around, handed out tracks, got to his, where he was working. And, he, and I said, this is, I want to give you one of these and let you know whether you're going to heaven or not. And he started to curse the name of the Lord. And he said, if he were here now, I'd, I would destroy him. And I said, well, I'm his ambassador. Why don't you destroy me? <laughs> he dropped his shovel and walked away. I thought, man, if he'd have taken me up on that, I'd have been in trouble. <laughs> Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Leviticus chapter 9. Leviticus chapter 9. This church is 89 years old. 89 years old. I want to ask you a question. Do you still have the fire? Do you still have the fire of God in this church? What wonderful music. What wonderful uh, sound to give to God. Thank you, singers. Thank you, people. What a blessing that is. But do you, as a congregation, do you still have the fire of God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today, Lord, speak to our hearts, and, and Lord, help us to, to have the fire of God in our life, that we might be able to honor and glorify you in everything we do, for we are yours. In Jesus' name, if there's someone, Lord, that's not saved, and they don't even have the, 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 the small ember burning, which save them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Leviticus chapter 9, the Bible says in verse 1, And it came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel, and said unto Aaron, Take thee a young calf for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering without blemish, and offer them before the Lord. And unto the children of Israel thou shalt speak, saying, Take ye a kid for the sin offering, and a calf, and lamb, both of the first year without blemish, for a burnt offering. And also a bullock and a ram for peace offerings, to sacrifice before the Lord, and a meat offering mingled with oil, for today the Lord will appear unto you. And they brought that which Moses commanded before the tabernacle of the congregation and drew near and stood before the Lord. And Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. And Moses said unto Aaron, go, go unto the altar and offer thy sin offering and burnt offering and, and make an atonement for thyself and for the people and offer the offering of the people to make an atonement for them as the Lord commanded. And we're not going to look at all the offerings and, and what he did. Well, the Bible says in, in, the verse, uh, in verse 22, And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them, and came down from offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came fire out from before the Lord and consumed the altar and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. 
We know that the priestly ministry, uh, they were set apart, that Aaron was, and his sons, and, and uh, they were set apart for God. And in this chapter 9, there is the inauguration of the priestly ministry. In Leviticus, uh, Aaron is called alongside and, and uh, tells them they are to, God calls them, tells them they are to be consecrated unto God. And the process was there. You can read about that in the former cha- earlier chapters. And the process was through the blood. And we know that there is a unique ministry with, with the Lord through the ministry of Melchizedek. And it's an everlasting ministry. So we don't want to get those two ministries uh, confused. There, there is the priestly line of the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, that, and, and, and that was not the Levitical priesthood, or the Aaron, that, was, that was not the Aaronic priesthood. But Jesus Christ fulfilled everything that was required of God. He fulfilled the volume of the book. He did everything this Bible told him to do. Everything God told him to do, he did it. What a, what a wonderful song. He came down to the cross. He did that. They had daily offerings. They had weekly offerings. They had monthly offerings and yearly feasts and offerings. And the priests had to make offerings every day. And listen, worship of the Lord for them was a, a hard, tenuous job. Every day they had to worship. Every day they had to slaughter and, and, and burn and wash and do all these things to those animals. Because it was a picture of Christ dying on the cross for us. Aaron prepares for the ministry. And chapter 9, it says, on the eighth day. The number eight is the number of new beginning. The Bible says in verse 4, for today the Lord will appear unto you, a new beginning. Imagine that. About five million people are standing before the Lord and the entire nation at that time, and and they are are seeing the establishment of of a new priestly system under God. And it says in verse 6, the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. So the week of uh, of consecration was followed by the eighth day by a series of, of brand new offerings. Eight, the number of new beginnings, first time. New beginning, everything else has been done up to that point. So here is the the Levitical priesthood being instituted. Seven days of of consecration, seven, the number of perfection and completion. Here the eighth day, a brand new beginning. Now they're going to have a priest. By the way, let me just say this before I go on. There is no such thing today in the churches that we are in today, there's no such thing as a priest. When Caiaphas tore his habergen, his collar, when he went to crucify Christ and became angry at the words, the priestly ministry ceased. Okay, so you go back and you look at that. So if, you're, if you go to a church where there's a priest in there, that's not right. On the eighth, the altar represents a time when 
Our King of Glory shall appear. Thank you for those songs. It just confirms everything that the Lord wanted me to preach this morning. I said, praise God. And we don't, we don't name dates or times, but the Lord is going to come back. I believe he's going to come back. The Lord's going to come back in my lifetime or the lifetime of my children. I really believe that. I can't, I can't prove that, but I, I believe that. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be soon. But when he does come back, we're going to see a new dispensation in eight, the millennial period, the new beginning. Now, the Lord's talking to these people, and he says, he says, he says in Isaiah 61 and 6, but you shall be named priests of the Lord, and men shall call you ministers of our God, and you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall you boast yourself. So Israel, under this ministry... They had to be a light to the Gentiles. And they failed in that. And Paul then, that's why if you read the scriptures, you'll find out the Lord went to the Jews first and then later to the Gentiles because he had to restore them back to where they were supposed to be. It wasn't because he was... uh, uh, Indifferent to Gentiles, but he was doing everything in a timely manner. So here we have, in this section, we have the priesthood being started. But today, if I can lay this out for you, today we have a different priesthood. And that is every believer in Christ. The Bible says, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And during that time, the Lord has established a priesthood, six days of creation, and then, and then, in, and then, then completion, the seventh year after the millennial, then we'll have the, the rest forever. Did I say eight, the millennial? Sorry, it's the seventh completion is a millennium, and then we go into the new beginning. He says here, the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. So we see in verses 8 through 11, we see the sin offering. Flesh and the hide are burned outside the camp. And where is the offering? It's, it's, and the offering itself was on the altar, but the rest was burnt. Burnt offering, in verses 12 through 14, it says that Aaron burnt the offering on the altar. It doesn't mean that he, he did it right at that time. We'll see that in just a minute. But, but he burned it according to the way it was supposed to be done. In verse 15, the word order means he made it sin. Look what it says in verse 15. And he brought the people's offering and took the goat, which was a sin offering for the people, and slew it and offered it for sin as the first. So he offered it. And the Lord Jesus Christ was the same for us. All we like sheep have gone astray, and everyone to his own way, and God hath laid upon him what? The sin of us all. Right? The Bible tells us in, in 2 Corinthians, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Christ had no sin. That animal that Aaron sacrificed had no sin. And Christ was made sin for us as our sin was placed upon him. 
What a picture, what a prophecy, the innocent dying for the wicked. I wonder if way back then, if they knew what was actually going on the way we see it today. Moses knew because he knew the reproaches of Christ, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. I believe he knew. Then they had the meal offering and the peace offerings in, in verses 17 through 22. And in verse 22, Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from the offering, from offering the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offering. And the Bible tells us that the Lord says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So this is a picture of what God is going to do. And it's a picture of, of what Jesus is, is, is going to do on the cross of Calvary for us. I'm just trying to lay a little groundwork here for you. These new offerings picture atonement and dedication and sustenance and communion. It also pictures the nation of Israel in their role as a high priestly ministry as they endeavor to show the world the light of the glory of God. God said he was going to make Israel a nation of kings and priests. The kings came from the tribe of, of, uh, of Judah, and the priests came from the tribe of Levi. And it reminds us of the future restoration of Israel. God said he was going to make Israel a nation. The Bible says this in Exodus 19 and verse 6, You shall become unto me a kingdom of priests and a nation and a holy nation. These are the words without shall speak unto the children of Israel. And we talked about it last night just a little bit. And praise the Lord, pastor, people are out soul winning. You open that public ministry. Praise the Lord for that. So when, when they went together in the New Testament, when, when the Lord told them, and we saw that in Luke 24, and we see that in, in Acts chapter 1, when they went to Jerusalem, they waited for God, and the Holy Spirit uh, empowered them at that time. They received power after the Holy Ghost has come upon them, and, and they were witnesses. They should have been witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, and all Samaria. And under the uttermost part of the earth, and when he had spoken these things, while I beheld, he was taken up, but a cloud received him out of their sight. So today, we have, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit of God. Right? And now we are priests. We're a new generation. We have that glory. The same glory that Moses saw, the same power of God that was there, the Bible teaches us that, that through the Holy Spirit, the Christian is empowered. That's why you can, you can use the Word of God to reach people. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible says in our text, after all the sacrifices were made, and we see that in Christ, after all the sacrifices were made, then the power of God, the glory of God came. And there came fire out from the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. So the very power of God, the very glory of God came out and consumed everything that was on that altar. And they saw it. In Acts chapter 1, the glory of God empowered those Christians, and they became a new priesthood. Lit everything on that altar. By the way, Aaron did not light that altar. God lit it. That fire that came from the tabernacle lit the altar and everything in it. And let me just say this. If you're saved today, 
That fire is what lights you as a Christian, as a believer. You have the Spirit of God. Therefore, let me just, we as a nation of believers, if I can use that term, we must operate on the true fire of God. Israel saw that fire of God. The fire of God was there in the, in the upper room. Priesthood, is, priesthood was established there. The priesthood now is established in the believer. And that fire came from God. What we have today in eternal life and forgiveness of sins come from God, not from you. There's nothing you can do to have it other than humble yourselves before the Lord and trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the only way. In Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12, the Bible says, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, and shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay burnt offering in order upon it, and he shall burn upon thereupon the fat of the peace offerings, and fire shall ever be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Listen very carefully. The priest's job was to keep that fire burning. You know what your job is? You keep that fire burning. You never let that fire go out. You never become distant from God. You never let the fire go out. And let me just encourage you that every single day, you, you encourage and you feed that fire with God. That comes through Bible study, that comes through prayer, that comes through walking with God. And the farther you get away from that, the farther you get away from God, that, that fire begins to get smaller and smaller. These priests were to never let the fire go out. We are never to let the fire go out in our lives. How many people do you know that have been saved and gotten out of the ministry, gotten away from God completely? And you ask yourself, what happened? What happened? God didn't light the fire in your heart when you, uh, uh, God lit the fire in your heart when you got saved. You didn't light that fire. God did that. If I can ask this question, you don't have to raise your hand, but if you want to, that'd be great. How many of you remember the day you got saved and the fire was lit? I remember the day I got saved, and the first thing I wanted to do, the first thing I wanted to do after I got saved, I wanted to, I wanted to go home and I wanted to tell my mom and dad, listen, I got saved. I got saved. Jesus saved me. The fire was there. I wanted to tell everybody I could that I got saved, that, that Jesus Christ saved my soul from hell. What a blessing that was. April 7, 1979. Aaron went into the tabernacle one time for consecration, and here a second time came out and blessed the people. And what a picture it was. He was returning from the presence of God to bless the people. And every time you wake up in the morning, you spend time in the Word of God, and, and you spend time in prayer, and, and I hope that you do that. You just rejuvenate. You put more wood on that fire, and you keep it going. 89 years. Pastor said 90 years. 100 years? Why not? That is possible. No matter what happens. Today, 
We are the temple of God. Don't let that fire go out. And don't let the glory of God depart. Make sure that you are with the Lord. The Bible, the Bible talks about the fire of the tabernacle. God, listen, when that fire, look what it says in that verse again. And there came fire out from the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering, the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. The Bible says in verse 4 that the Lord would appear unto them. And the Bible says in verse 6, the Lord, the glory of the Lord shall appear unto them. And when that fire, can you imagine five million people standing there and all of a sudden fire came from the tabernacle of God, I believe from the bema seat, from the mercy seat between the cherubim, and, and consumed everything on that altar. Can you imagine five million people seeing that and the glory of God coming down? Wow. That bema seat was where Moses spoke with God. That's where the offering was taken once a year by the high priest. And that's where we ought to be every morning, for we have access to the throne of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus was the accepted sacrifice. He was the Lamb of God that took away the sin of the world. The high priests were divinely accredited by God and the authority of God to do his will. And you are divinely accredited by God, by the glory of God to do his will. You performed that yesterday with 20 people. (laughs) What a blessing. Number two, true fire will show the will of God. The fire came out of the tabernacle. That meant that God was satisfied. God accepted the sacrifice. Everything was done according to the way that God told them to do it. And fire came and consumed that sacrifice The sin offering, the peace offering, the wave offering, the meal offering, every sacrifice, it was accepted by God. And God said, that is perfect. And the fire came from God. That meant that God approved of what they did. Elisha and the prophets and and Baal, when he built that altar and prayed to God, the fire came down. God approved what, what was happening. Because he was showing the glory of God. Gideon and, Gideon and his offering was accepted by God. Fire came down and consumed that. Moses in the burning bush. God confirmed his call to Moses to lead Israel by a fire. How many remember when David numbered the people? And thousands of people died because he numbered the people. What did David have to do? He had to build an altar to God. And he put that sacrifice on the altar. And the fire came down and consumed that offering because David did it in repentance to God. And God says, I see your repentance. I see your humbleness. And he said, I'm going to accept your offering. 
In 1 Chronicles 21, verse 26, David built there an altar unto the Lord and, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the Lord. And the Lord answered him from heaven by a fire upon the altar of burnt offering. God said, okay, David, listen. Uh, he, he said, David, listen. He said, I accept that because David went before God. Let me ask you this. I just mentioned a minute ago that Christians, how many know Christians who've gotten away from God? Let me tell you something. And Pastor Thiessen, many of you know him already. Pastor Teeson said this, keep a short account with God. Never let that separate and open up, not even a little bit. You keep as close to God as you can and keep that fire going. But if there is a time when maybe you are separated from God just for a bit, whether in heart or in action, you go back to God if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and the, the Lord will restore that righteousness. God said to David, I accept that. See, the fire of God was a confirmation of the will of God. And if you have the fire of God in your heart today, especially to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is a confirmation of the will of God because the Lord told us, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And in Matthew 28, and he said, when you do that, Lord, I am with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Number three, true fire will guide your life. It will guide your life. It's all in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with all one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The fire of God will burn in your heart and let you know You're doing the will of God and doing it right. How many have ever been convicted? I mean, of, of the Holy Spirit, not convicted of sin. I mean, convicted in prison or anything. I remember years ago, when I was stationed over in Germany, we had the Lonsdale Hospital there. That's where they send all the American military. And one of the guys from our church was up in the Lonsdale Hospital and a guy walked in, and, and, uh, he, and the Lord spoke to him and said, you need to talk to him about Jesus. And, and he got, how many have been intimidated? God wants you, you know, to talk to somebody, you get a bit intimidated. And, and, and he let that person go by. And just a short while later, they heard a scream, and, and, and what, they had, what had happened was this fellow walked past everybody, walked into, into the janitor's closet there. And took his life. And he felt so bad because the Spirit of God convicted him about speaking to that man about Christ. And he let the fire go out. We started a church in, in Brampton, Brampton Air National Baptist Church, and we were right there with the, right there on Loafers Lake. One of the men of our church was out there. It was a winter time, and, and the, the, just a little bit of ice on Loafer's Lake there. And he saw a guy walking down to the lake. He said, I'm going to go talk to him about the Lord. The Spirit of God, the fire of the Lord, began to work in his heart, and he walked down and talked to that man about the Lord. And he was sharing with him the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And the man ended up getting saved. And here's what he said after he trusted Christ. He said, I was walking down to Loafer's Lake, and I was going to walk out on the ice and have it break underneath me, and I was going to drown. He said, I was going to do that on purpose. But he said, I'm so glad you talked to me about Jesus. I'm so glad I'm saved today. I'm so glad that you did what God wanted you to do. The fire did not go out in his life, did not go out in his heart. When he saw the man, he said, I want to share with him the Lord Jesus Christ. I want that fire. You keep the fire. This church needs to keep the fire. My own brother, former military, 17 years in the military, got out because he saw some things that were wicked that were going on. He was in the army. Had him a 9mm Glock in his hand. He was up in Washington State. It was his second attempt at suicide. He was walking down this street looking for a patch of bushes to go in and take his life. And he walked around the corner and he saw this light, this sign, and the sign that said rescue mission. There was a light there. And he walked in the rescue mission, he put the gun and down underneath some bushes, walked in the rescue mission, and there the man led him to Christ. They were having a light to the world. They did not let the fire go out in their heart. They did not let, let their walk with the Lord cease or stop, and they grew in the Lord. And when my brother walked in, there he got saved. Now he writes me, you know what he calls me? And we call each other, brother, brother because he's my natural brother, and now he's my brother in Christ. Never let that fire go out. Never let that fire cease. And if you've never placed your faith and trust in the God of that fire, both the fire of the Old Testament and the fire in the heart of the Christian today, if you've never done that, you need to do that today. Because Jesus is the sacrifice of God pictured in Leviticus chapter 9. He is the one. And he paid your sin debt on the cross of Calvary. And when you place your faith and trust in him, the Lord will give you that fire. Number five, number four, the true fire will change the church. Look what it says in verse 24. And there came fire out from the Lord and, the, and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. All those people saw the fire of God. And the Bible says they fell on their faces. I don't think it was for fear. I believe they fell on their faces because they saw the glory of God. And I really believe that if we as, as Christians, if we as believers would endeavor to see the glory of God as, as in the scriptures itself and in, in your own personal life, 
I believe there will be a humility there and you'll fall on your face all because of the glory of God, that fire that burns. I've been saved April 7, 1979, over 40 years. And I've seen God do some wonderful things in my life. Wonderful things in my life. I could share them with you, but it's already 12 o'clock. <laughs> and, and, and it only leads me to continue to walk with God. I didn't say they're all great, perfect things, a lot of hard things we've gone through, my wife and I and our children, but it always drew us closer to the Lord because there was a fire there. There is still a fire there. You have that fire if you're not saved. You don't have that fire, I guarantee you. You don't have it. You may have a toughness. You may have a strength. You may have, have, a, have a, 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 what they say down south, a spitherinkum in your heart. You may have, have, have that in your heart, but you don't have Christ. You need the glory of God. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. You need that fire. Church, church, trust in the Lord. Who knows, 90 years, 100 years, keep going for God. Never let the fire burn out. This, this assembly called the church in the wilderness, they saw the fire of God. This assembly called, a, a, called the church in Simcoe, <laughs> many of you have seen the fire of God already. Don't let it go out. If you're not saved, trust Christ as your Savior today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. Maybe this morning you might say, Pastor Cook, I don't have that fire. I do not have that power that you talked about. I don't have the, the, uh, the knowledge that God is my Savior through Jesus Christ. I don't have that. I don't have the peace in my heart. Would you pray for me? I, need to, I know I need to be saved. Would you pray for me by the uplifted hand? Anybody. I need that today. Maybe as a Christian, you say, Pastor Cook, there's some things in my life that I've gotten away from with God. Maybe my prayer life, my Bible life, and there's some times when I don't trust Him like I should. And quite frankly, that fire is not as strong as it used to be. Would you pray for me? that the fire would be rejuvenated. God bless your heart and anyone else. Be made strong again in the Lord. Heavenly Father, move in a mighty way as we have this invitation. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen.